When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. What Manchester? Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga, Make United Great Again. I can't remember the last time I said Make United Great Again, probably because I didn't believe it. Um, but last few weeks I'm starting to, it's moving me a little bit, not too much, just a little bit. Uh, but this week I'm joined by Gaz. How you doing, Gaz? What's happening, bro? You all right? I'm, way, I'm sweltering, man. But otherwise yeah. I can't I can't complain, man. What are you saying, Stevie? Yeah, we dare, man. We're, we're looking to rise it this season. The optimism, yeah. <laughs> the optimism from the last two months. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, it's it's mad how fickle like you can be as a football fan because you want to love your team, you know. It's not like yeah. a relationship with a woman where you know she treats you badly and you leave her. It's also like with your football team, the worse it treats you, the more you get <laughs> attached, man, and the more you want it to work out. And you know, we got like the hipster... island over there, man. Exactly. We got the hipster manager in. Um and now we're getting his hipster players for him, a 5'8 centre-back. So, um, like I said to you guys, it's going to be an interesting season, but uh, the first one I've looked forward to for, for a while. Um, so, yeah, before I start, obviously, if you're listening and you're on Twitter but you don't follow the socials, give us a follow at TLF underscore Mugga. Uh, use the hashtag Touchline Fracker. Join the conversation. Love to hear from you guys, your favourite parts of the pod, etc., etc. And if you really enjoy the pod, Share that with your friends, Manchester United fans or not, because it seems that we've always got a couple of questions from guys who don't even support Man U or listening to this pod for pure <laughs> hate. You ain't going to be hearing no doom and gloom today, brothers. I'll tell you that. Um, with that being said, we've been busy, busy, busy in pre-season. So we've had a couple of games. Liverpool, 4-0 win. And Melbourne victory, uh, also a 4-0 win. 4-1 um, even. Was it 4-1, yeah? Yeah, because I watched it all, you see. 
They extended look highlights. At, look, at, look at this. Look they, at extended, this they extended highlights to show the score in the top four, don't they? You know what yeah, it is, yeah? yeah. Uh, me and guys dovetail well, innit? Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch extended highlights. I'm the aggressor, and he'll just sit back oh. and do the whole thing. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll hold it. He'll set the tempo. He'll dictate play. Yeah, yeah you're balance. just there for the tap-ins, man. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so 4-0 uh, and 4-1, so the preseason has started well. Um, rather than going into any game in particular detail, because we know it was all sorts of different squads, um, I'd like you guys to, you can break that down into game by game, or you can just go all out, but talk about some of the players that you've seen, some of the things you've seen from Ten Hag's system, and, and what are your thoughts after two preseason games? Um, I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, I've been impressed. I mean, you try, as I think we said in, in the GC, we try not to get too excited about anything you've seen pre-season. Elijah hasn't watched anything <laughs> because of, you know, he doesn't want to see certain players. I've, I've been impressed. I've seen what Ten Hag is trying to introduce into the team. Um, so we've noticed the Hayer is playing a bit higher. He's off his line. Um, we're trying to play out from the back, from through the goalkeeper, through to the centre-backs. And that's been very interesting to see the Hayer adapt to that. Um, also noticed the fullbacks roles have changed under under ten. Um, Stevie, I don't know if you've noticed that as well. I think we spoke about it the other day, where um, yeah, Dallow and Shaw well. tend to be a bit more inverted, like midfielders, similar to how Pep uses his fullbacks. So that's been really interesting yeah. to observe as well. Boy, Gas trying to set Stevie up there, nice and early, boy. I see that smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure if you notice that TV fucking smoking ganja, huh? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, bro. I did. <laughs> uh, no, I did not. But I've also seen um, I've also seen the fullbacks make um, underlapping runs as well, um, and it's it's something that we didn't see too. I mean, I think Luke Shaw's had it in this game, but something we didn't see too much on the right hand side. Um, and it looks like Sancho is benefited a lot this um this preseason i think he's probably been the standout performer um if you look across the players that have played um and just by taking um the fullback and giving him an option and taking men away from him i think it's allowed him maybe that split extra second he needs or a little bit of space in order to um in order to find whoever it is he's looking for he looks sharp um i've been particularly impressed with him because what we got out of him last, last season was a bit mad there were even, even, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to remember how high on his list of detractors you were <laughs> yo i was near the top i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I, was yeah, I think i remember like boy if you don't show me something boy, <laughs> boy these four games are gonna dictate his, these next four games serious. if you don't show stevie of muga Sutton, boy this is gonna dictate his whole manchester united career um, boy that's what I you were was, on. I was not. Just, I was just not even happy. on, just even on that. What Stevie said about Sancho benefiting. I think you saw that with the goal which Martial scored against Melbourne, where uh, Sancho, I think he's like manipulating his way through. He's got the ball and he's he spotted Dallow's like sort of invert run inwards in between like whoever was there, and then obviously Dallow found uh, ended up finding Martial for the goal. I think Luke Shaw benefits massively from this as well. I know a lot of people are, are the tractors of Shaw, and I understand it, but I think through his skill set, which I think is a very good passer of the ball. And I think yeah. he's not, I don't know, to me, I don't view him as, as a great athlete. So I think it kind of hides some of his deficiencies as a, as a left back and enhances some of his some of his skill sets and his ability to pass the ball, his eye for a pass. Um, and obviously, like, 1v1, I don't think Shaw's great. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, like, mm. when a, a, a attacker... Defending or attacking? 
Oh, defending wise, yeah. Okay. I, I personally don't think he's great. So, um, so I, I think, think yeah, um, yeah, I think on that left hand side, though, um, sure, certainly in his best season for us. Um, to your point, good passer. Uh, he was probably one of the most technically um, secure players in our team uh, the um, two seasons ago. Also, I think he's quite a good ball carrier for us. Um, mm. So he's able to bring the ball further up the field, I think, in the style that we'd hope Maguire might have done, but hasn't been able to. Um, so at his best, if, I think... If, if, if you can do that inwards, if you can do that sort of inside, travelling inside in yeah. great space, then for, for Rashford or whoever's playing on the left, that's a yeah. great benefit for us as and, well. Yeah, and I think I think he's he's able to do that. So I would hope that this season, if he's anywhere back to his best, like I know there's been a lot of talk about um, Malaysia, but I still think that sh um, that spot is Shaw's to lose. Um, but with the competition, because Lord knows Tellers wasn't competition in any shape or form. Um, mm. With the he competition, said after Tellers is gone, he's still here, brother. <laughs> he's still here. He's still <laughs> here. Um, he he had a hall of shame performance at centre back out here, though. Um, Jesus, fair, oh, you, oh, you didn't watch the full thing, so you're hearing it through the grapevine, yeah? Gaz, can you bro, confirm you or deny? Uh, he won't. Great. Uh, I think he's there for the for the purpose of being left-footed. Um, <laughs> and, and that's literally it. So take from that what you will. You're simply a left-footed human being who's yeah. also a professional footballer, yeah? Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> cool. Stevie, you're saying something. I interjected. Oh. He's, he's, he's gone off somewhere. He's probably gone to get an ice lolly or something. <laughs> um, Tellez, um, I'm hoping he leaves, to be honest with you. He's one of the players that I'm looking for us to actually um, collect some change on. Like, How much do we buy him for? Like 10, 12 million? Yeah, in, a, in and around that. If we can get anything like that back, that would be... That'd I'll be, be happy, bro. I'll, be, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll proper, 100%. Proper, yeah, proper, proper take that. Um, obviously... Sancho's been moved to the right-hand side now. Obviously, that's where we thought he was originally going to play when we bought him, but he spent the vast majority of last season on the left. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think you mentioned last season, guys, that you preferred him on the right anyway. Um, so how have you liked this change? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of... Well, interestingly, firstly, I think Reims has, has said, oh, he wishes Sancho was left-footed because it would give us a bit more variety in terms of uh, his ability to go inwards and out. But I think Sancho can do that on the right side anyway, even though he's right-footed. I think mm. he can link up with the full-back if he was to go down the, sort of the right-hand side. But he has the ability and the ball mastery to also travel inwards with the ball. So yeah. I think he's done really, really well. He looks a bit sharper. He looks a bit more positive. He's never going to be uh, a rasher type winger where he's going to try and get past his man with a, with a bolt of speed. And I think, mm. we just, I think the fact that we're a possession-based team now and our principles are of interchanging, moving the ball, uh, pass and move, that benefits him because that's his game anyway. Yeah. Um, so if we can get better technical players around him as well, we will only benefit from that massively. And he will benefit. I expect double figures with ease this season from him. So let's see. Yeah, with ease, that. yeah. You're, stick, you're sticking your neck out for the boy. I think based upon the I fact that I'm... the way we're playing suits him, I think that's the most important thing for me is that, is that style of play. He's a, he's a talented think, footballer, but he does have some weaknesses. And in the wrong system, those weaknesses can really be exposed. And that's what he had last season, wasn't it, Stevie? Yeah, I think with players like Sancho, right? Um, like, if you look at um, even sort of City's team, um, mm. you might draw some comparisons with, like, um, 
Bernardo Silva, even Mares is not the quickest, but like surround those players with attributes of other players that complement complement and um assist them. So if yeah. we're gonna have Sancho is not necessarily the paciest um on the right, then surround him with a fullback who can get up and down, who can um be a bit more threatening with, with his pace. And Aaron Wan Bissaka though he's not he's not a um a slouch doesn't offer mm. the width. He just lacks he severely um, lacks any sort of technical prowess. Any technical mm. prowess. That's going to compliment Jaden Sancho. Get a guy at the club, send him back to Palace, send him to Black Blackpool, Brighton. Doesn't matter. Just get him out of here because it's for the best. Yeah. He's just not good enough, bro. He's just not good enough. He's just not. Facts, facts. Painfully obvious, really, and it's really we we did the boy a disservice even bringing him to this level. To be honest with you, um, so I couldn't agree. <laughs> I couldn't. No, thanks, man. Shoot, shoot the dog. Facts. Take him out of this misery. Bro. <laughs> facts, bro. Um, on the other side, we've got um. Marcus Rashford, how's he been for you guys this preseason? I lean again more to Gaz, who's actually watched the games. Uh, he looks sharper. Um, I, I think there's more to come from him, hopefully. I expect more from him. Um, he took his goal really well against Melbourne. I think he missed a good chance against Liverpool, didn't he? Yes, 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 he did. I yeah. think he sort of rushed it rather than taking his time with it, which was disappointing. But um, he looks, he looks sharper. He speak, obviously he's saying the right things as well. Um, so we take everything with a pinch of salt. But it looks, it looks good so far. I, I like the idea of a front three of, of Rashford. Uh, I'm nine a.m. I've been nine a.m. So Rashford, Martial, and Sancho. I like the premise of it because they all have sort of different skill sets, which can all complement mm. each other. Uh, Rashford is very much like a one v one direct. Sometimes to the point where it's too much, mm. but um, he's very much that. Martial, someone that will drop in, link, interchange. Um, but I noticed he, he's working harder off the ball, which is good. He's working harder. Mm. And then um, Sancho, again, he's someone that likes to interchange. And Rashford and Martial have had a good relationship on the pitch for years. They always, was, they always have done. Yeah. So, so yeah, the promise is there. There's, there's signs that, that it could really work. Hopefully, hopefully Ronaldo, uh, uh, Mr. C, Sue, whatever the fuck he says. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't come and mess things up. But yeah, no, I like that. I like that fun three. Interesting. So... You mentioned Martial. That's five goals in the last two years. Um, he he scored in the game against Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, scored in both. Yeah, oh, scored in both. Yeah. Um, you said you you've been nine a.m. You're still nine a.m. I've been about you, and I'm still about you. Um, ah. What <laughs> what well, are your expectations for him after two horrible years? Yeah, no, it's been bad. It's been bad. Um, that's a tough question because it, it kind of all depends on what the Ronaldo thing says. Um, I think if 10 is is sensible and decisive, I think that's our front three that's been starting in terms of the, the three I mentioned previously. Um, and if, if he does start often enough, I expect, again, I would like 20 goals. Wow. He's got that in his locker. And I think we've always really? said it's just down to him as an individual. The talent level was there, but we always questioned his his mentality. And, and so 10 is in his, his application, yeah. Um, so twenty goals for him. How many are you um, earmarking for Rashford? Oh, oh. Um, in the fifteen to twenty in the league. Are we going all comps or league? Sorry, let's go all comps. Oh, I'm gonna go twenty just based upon last year being a bit of a disappointment. So you know, it's a, it's a comeback here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Stevie, uh, and then sorry, and Sancho. I need numbers. I know you said double figures easily, but I need numbers. Cool. Uh, 10 goals, 15 assists, all comps. 
Okay. Uh, it's 10 too light. 10 could be light. I'm going to give him okay. 10. Yeah. I'm gonna 10, go 10. Yeah. 10 yeah. and 15, calm. Um, Seb, Stevie, are you aligned with um, Gaz's thoughts on the front three and roughly the same place in regards to out, output or um, do you guys have any contradicting opinions? I think kind of like roughly the same. I think I'm less sure about Martial. Um, I, no, I, hear you. I do hear you. Right, it's so. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, way less sure about Martial. The other two, I think, are capable. Um, um, and I, I'd like give last season a blip to Rashford and Sancho, but Martial has always been someone I've been 50 50 on throughout the years because it's always blue, hot, and cold. Um, and like throughout the season, and yeah, also, as Gaz rightly said, it's also Ronaldo dependent as well. And there's like a, a, a thing there where it's like, all right, cool. Marshall's done well in preseason. I ain't really taking preseason for it. It's just, it's just mm. preseason. But is Ten Hag a man of merit, right? So does Rush, does Marshall start the season and play until he plays shit? Or does Ronaldo come in considering that the excuse is family reasons? And he probably said family reasons to the club. So if he's saying family reasons, and obviously everyone knows that what he kind of went through during the season. Let's say that's the reason he said, and let's say the reason is totally genuine. The club really can't um, penalise him for that. But then again, obviously, you know, on the flip side, you want to, on the flip side, the cynical person in me says, oh, like George Mendes is scouting for other clubs. So is it a bit of both or mm. whatever? But if he stays, like, what's going to happen with Martial? So Martial's thing is still up in the air for me. And you know he wants to be the main guy, right? Like I see, he needs to be loved, and that's that's the big problem. He he needs to really be loved. I see, like when he's got a preseason, he's hashtagging AM nine. So you know he's loving the number nine thing. (laughs) That's that's what he's that's what he's wanted. So yeah, man, that's Ronaldo dependent, and I'm not too sure on that guy, man. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that spanner in the work. So Cristiano Ronaldo, um, obviously. It's not a surprise, and it's it's well noted that he's trying to um, get out of the club. But it seems that like he doesn't have a buyer. I've seen him linked to Sporting Lisbon. I've seen him linked to Roma. I've seen him linked to all sorts of clubs. Um, I think I think it's safe to say he starts the season with us, isn't it? Yeah, just based upon who's going to be able to afford. We've said it before. Who's going to afford his? Who's going to afford his wages? Who's gonna want him? So even buying buying one of the buying presidents or something said, you know, I really respect Oliver his... Khan, Oliver Khan, yeah. It probably was, sorry, yeah, it was Khan. And he said, you know, I respect his legacy and you know his ability to stay fit, his dedication, his score goals, but he doesn't doesn't fit what we're looking for in terms of our players and our whatever they're looking for. So it's like, why did why the fuck couldn't we think like that a year ago? We got we bought into the hype and it's just disappointing. But and now we're stuck in the situation, do you know what I mean? We're stuck in a situation where I don't feel. I personally don't feel as though Ten really wants him. Yeah, uh, but he's saying all the right things. He's saying Ronaldo's a great professional. He's going to fit into my plans. I want him to play. He's a great goal scorer. But yeah, I, you know, he's stuck in limbo because you kind of have to massage the ego of someone like Ronaldo. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I agree. And you, you see the way you were talking about Martial fighting much more. Ronaldo's not coming to do that, bro. Ronaldo's not coming to do that. Like Ronaldo's been able to maintain good numbers even up to his late thirties because teams build around him, and teams build around him in a way that he's still able to do what he does best. Uh-huh. But now 
and and that's how it's always been with him obviously in in his 20s his early 30s that meant champions leagues that meant league titles that meant ballon d'ors but at this stage of his career he doesn't justify that and he's not a team player in the sense where he'll sacrifice his game and do the nitty-gritty stuff for the team so i think it's just it's a horrible situation we find ourselves in horrible situation He's bloated wages. He hasn't come on preseason, so he's not training with the squad. Actually, learning how we play. If I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, I'll just show up, um, and everything will be fine. But with us needing to play a very specific way, and we'll touch on Ten Hag's comments about uh, Frankie De Jong and what he wants from a from his deepest midfielder. Huh? Um, Ronaldo is very much a span in the works, and probably the main thing that worries me when I think about going into the season, because, like you said, Seb. That's a big shout for a manager of Ten Hawks, any manager really, to not play Ronaldo. And we know he's not going to take that lying down either. He will cause a ruckus, you know? Remember when um, my man subbed him against Burnley? Bro. And he was like, you you, get to, you got to take off the young Gs, my bro. Oh, when like, Brentford? Sorry. Oh, sorry, Brentford, yeah. you got to take off the young Gs, my bro. And then when Rashford scored, like, that was my fucking goal. If I was on... <laughs> I would have scored that goal. The guy's toxic, man. Take a pay cut. You've been earning like 50 million a year for the last 10 years, man. Take a bloody pay cut and, and, and go go somewhere else is what I say. But he won't, you know. Guy must be coming up to being worth half a million, half a billion, sorry, if he isn't already. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one thing I guess that worries me. Um, I guess let's talk about some of the younger players. Um, who you guys have been waxing lyrical oh. about in this chat? Um, we'll start with um, Zinedine Zidane Iqbal. Um, oh, stop. This guy, if people uh, could see RGC, if people could see RGC, it would be jokes. They were just, I plucked it out of my head, bro. Um, guys yeah. are saying he just, and the reason I'm talking about him mainly is because I didn't know much about him before preseason. Um, and to be fair, I still don't know much about him now, but you guys are. Some guys are saying, you know, he should stay around and hang about for a place in the in the squad, potentially. So what have you guys, and obviously the fact everyone's calling him Zidane in the chat, suggests that he's lighting things up. So tell, tell the listeners, tell me about his game, what you like about his game, what sort of player you think he can potentially be in the years to come and maybe even now. Um, I don't mind going first. Um, he's got quite a unique skill set. When I say unique, I mean, you know, I don't think there are that many footballers that are comfortable receiving the ball with their back to play and then turning on it. Um, and he can do that. He does that very, very well. He manipulates the ball beautifully. Like, you'd think he he must have played futsal at some point during his sort of, like, formative years because he manipulates the ball really well with, with his soul. Very comfortable in the ball. And also, he's very, like, brave making passes as well, like, through the lines and stuff. But his, I think his main attribute is his bravery, sort of getting on the ball and his ability to then turn... Um, no touch or a turn and, and manipulate defenders with, with his movements. Uh, that's, that's what's impressed me. Um, and obviously, he's like the first South Asian uh, player to play for United as well, which is really, really dope. Um, and hopefully more of that to come. But yeah, really good to see him being so confident so far. So yeah, no, I'd like to see him stay around, hopefully. Just because of the uniqueness of his skill set more than anything. I don't think we have any for anyone else that can do that in the middle of the park. I don't know if you would you'd agree or disagree, sir, but I don't think we have that. Um yeah, anyway, maybe if if some other deals come off that can change, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you definitely. And what I've seen um at youth level in preseason, he's definitely comfortable with receiving a ball in, in, in pressure situations and something mm. that you, like you said, kind of back towards goal, uh coming to collect the ball. 
Um, that looks impressive. Like I've seen him a bit in clips um, at youth level. So to be honest, I, I actually generally didn't think like he'd be playing anywhere near the first team for a couple of years, right? Um, and what ha- what happens and what I really, really love about football is that, you know, um, when players get injured, young players get take a chance. Take opportunity, man. Take the opportunity, man. They really take the opportunity. And he seems like he's t- taking his opportunity. And the only reason why I'd say I'd want him to stay is because I want us to be a merit-based team, right? Even though it's just pre-season, I still want us to be a merit-based team. He's played against like Liverpool B team. Actually, no, he actually played against um, the stronger team on the second half and he played really well. Like turned out Fabinho and then obviously played against like Melbourne. So you can see he's like at a decent level. I'd love to see him stay and be part of the team just because of merit, right? Not because I think he's going to be the best ever player in the world or whatever, Mm. but because we need central midfielders. We've clearly been playing with Fred and McTom for a few years and, you know, we don't know how that's going. So to get players that are comfortable in the central, uh, the centre of the park, to play the way that Ten Hag plays, and he's shown it, I've, just based on merit, man, I just, I just think he just deserves to stay. Um, uh, you know what it is as well, Seb, though? Like, yeah. dribbling with the ball in the centre of the park is one of the hardest things to do in football. Because yeah. it's obviously such a crowded area. So if, if anyone has the ability to do that, I think that's such an important skill set to have because it completely changes your outlook of how you're going to approach the game. Yeah. Mm, you're, you're so right. And you know the thing with that as well is that in those games, which will obviously happen where things are super tight and teams are playing low blocks and there's no space and we're not able to commit players or create any space, that is a, with the five subs, that is a player that you can potentially bring on and just give the opposition something different to look at, you know. Obviously, mm. Frankie de Jong supposedly supposed to have that skill set too, um, but how much will he get to use it as the deepest line midfielder? Um, I don't know. That That's fair enough. Um, what other players have you guys liked the look of? Charlie Savage, surprisingly. Yeah, favorite. talk to me about Charlie Savage because I think we all just expected him to be like to be shit. like that. Yeah, yeah like, to be shit, generally, basically. I generally expected him to be like his dad. However, again, like similar, I'd seen like some clips of him and he looked alright, but you can never really tell from youth level. And then also yeah. because he's not saucy, he's not the ones that everybody's clipping up all the time. Right, yeah. there's like, other people that are getting like clipped up in his age range, and you're like, all right, cool, this guy's gonna be the next one. However, he seems to be quite functional, and then he's he, and and what's actually very very interesting is like when I was growing up, right, you'd see like kids like Charlie Savage, and they wouldn't really have too much source, but technically they'd be the best. They'd be oh, the bro. best. They'd be the white the, the best they'll be the fittest they knew how to get stuck in they wouldn't give the ball away and he kind of reminds me of the kind of that that old school central midfielder that you know he doesn't give the ball away he's the fittest person in the team he's going to make the tackles and he's going to be a good functional player um mm. but also he also has intelligence which is the added thing where some of the balls that he plays Um, I'm really, really impressed with. He doesn't always go backwards. He's always looking to kind of push the ball forwards, spray the ball, um, you know, with a diag. And that's what I've really been impressed with. Like, again, I'm not too sure if that, if, if he can kind of make the step up for next season, just because the tempo of preseason isn't, um, Mm. isn't, 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 isn't like as, isn't as, um, isn't, you know, isn't as intense as what it would be in a season. So I don't know if he'd get the time to kind of play the passes that he's been playing. However, I feel like he should go on a good loan. And again, like based on merit, if he if he does well on loan, 
um, he should come back and, and play based on merit. But then again, you also have Garner, who's actually a similar kind of player, who who literally can do the same thing um, that Charlie Savage can do as well. Um, and but also is is older and is a bit further along because he's gone on a good loan um, last season. Um, so yeah, between them two, I think I'd like to see like who makes it out of them two. But Charlie Savage hasn't really done any wrong, and he's actually put himself up up the pecking the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think when you say a good loan, are you thinking lower levels of the Prem or Championship? I think high. I think the I think uh, an aspiring Prem team in a Championship and a middle range team in the Prem, just because you don't want to be going to a team fighting for relegation because, again, the type of football they're going to play is not going to be conducive Nasty, to... Nasty, yeah. Or conducive to somebody who really wants to get on the ball, wants to shine technically, who wants to yeah. spray passes. You don't really want to be getting pressed 24-7 as one of the smaller teams. You want to be in a mid-range team where you're actually playing some teams that you're better than at, you're better, you're better, at, um, you're better than, and then you also, your skill set gets to shine as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, no facts. You're actually facts. I like, I like, I like the sound of that, man. Cool. So preseason sounds interesting. Are there any other players? I haven't heard much about Ahmad. How come? I think he's done all right. I think he's done all right. He hasn't lit up the world. He hasn't. He hasn't lit up preseason, but I think he's done all right. Done okay. Mm, okay. So it's really Led the midfield. Well, in uh, I think the first game, uh, Led come on uh, for Dallo, if I'm not mistaken. And he, he was all right. I'm actually quite intrigued that we want to get another right back. But maybe I think there is like some raw stuff that Laird does where he's very, very on just dribbling. Um, yeah. He probably don't have like um, <laughs> the, the the tactical and technical awareness um, that Ten Hag probably requires uh, for his right back and his inverted position. So maybe he, he probably might need another loan to kind of... Um, to kind of get that into his system. Because last year, the first half of the year was good. And then he went to Bournemouth, got injured, and then didn't get in the team. Mm. It was kind of shit. So probably a Prem team would be great for him this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him get those reps. And whenever he, I used to see the comps of him, it just used to be him going on mazy dribbling runs. Like, I, just... I think, I think sorry, just, just, I think that's where yeah, he, sure. he might benefit from actually staying with United and staying with sort of 10 and the rest because... I feel as though he needs to maybe learn a bit more about the principles of what Ten wants from his fullbacks. Um, and I'm not saying Ten literally wants all his fullbacks to always be inverted, but it's definitely a part of part of our scheme in terms of how we build up and how we attack teams and how we also defend when we lose the ball. So when you have your inverted fullback in there, they also there is a, a defensive mechanism. So I think that would be good for him maybe to stay and learn and then maybe review mm. and maybe go and learn them. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting perspective actually in terms of him picking up the things that he's missing in his game um to serve us well going forward. I guess um that kind of naturally leads to a conversation about the transfer market where we've been busy, busy lads. Um that's great because for about a month club had me looking crazy. 
every pod I was coming on saying, surely next week we'll sign somebody. Surely next week we'll sign somebody. Um, and it wasn't happening. But in the space of a, a week, it feels like a week or so. I can't remember how many players we signed by the last pod we just did. We signed about three or four players linked with a couple others as well. Um, so I wanted to talk through them. So we'll start with the most recent signing, Lissandro Martinez. Um, Eric Ten Hag was asked about him today in press conferences and uh, he's made it very clear that he's going to be, um, yeah, he's going to be playing him. Left centre-back sort of role. He said he kind of noticed a gap in the team in regards to that position and he mentioned his South American warrior spirit, all that stuff that we like, um, Seb, uh, <laughs> all that stuff that we like. So, yeah, it looks it looks really, really likely. We have good players there, but I think we need a squad, squad that is also good and deep. I analysed, and United last year were quite vulnerable over the left part of the defence. He is left-footed, and that is an advantage in possession, but also in defending. He also brings a South American spirit, a controlled aggressiveness. I think he will fit really good to Manchester United and our way of playing. He's not the tallest, but he's quite good in the air. I feel comfortable with that. Of course, you need the right balance. He has good timing. That's one of his capabilities. We bring him in not to strength the squad, but the team. So he's a starter, basically, um, yeah. is, is what he's confirmed. And he's going to be playing the left side of defence, which to me means left centre-back, but also some left-back is a possibility too. Um, what do you think, guys? It wasn't a small fee. Um, I think it's about, what, 60 million euros or so. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of the signing all in all? I think it's all right, man. I think like when I look at his stats and I see the way how he plays, especially like when I see the clips, I see that you know he does the things that we're lacking um, in regards to like building up for play and being comfortable. I remember a few times uh, last season where you know we was trying to build up from the back and it it would be passed up to a Maguire and Maguire would pass it back to De Gea and De Gea will pass it back to Maguire and Maguire will turn on it and then he'll get pressed and then he will lose the ball and then the teams will attack. I've seen that plenty and plenty and plenty. Mm. And I've also seen um, on the left side, which Ten Hag is speaking about, when Maguire and Shaw specifically came back into the team, we started shipping goals. And then also, naturally, when that happens, you know, the morale of the team, you know, naturally decreases. Like, we've been actually well. And then Maguire and Shaw come back and, you know, we start shipping easy goals. So I think he's he's literally identified that and he's solved that. And, yeah, if he wants to play with the ball on the floor and he wants to play quick, incisive football, he's found a man for that. Of course, the clear deficiencies are the height. But when I look at the clips and I look at the timing, I look at what, you know, how he kind of uses maybe his aggressiveness and he, he his height, his agility to kind of get to the ball or, you know, time the ball. I want to give it a chance, man, long story short, man. And then also mm. on top of that, if you also have the ball, Seventy percent, sixty-five percent of the time. When are the when are the other team going to get a chance to actually cross the ball? In, do you know what I'm trying to say? So, if you want to be a possession-based team, and you want to control the game, right? You're rarely going to be under that type of that type of duress, right? So, um, yeah, I want to see how it goes. Yeah, when you said that, when I closed my eyes, I just saw Chris Wood at the back right. post. Most <laughs> the videos I've been seeing on Twitter, <laughs> I've seen so many Hasbullah meme videos. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's medical, and someone said, "Yeah, it's tough out here for five foot nine guys." And as a five foot nine guy, I can identify with the abuse we've been receiving 
on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. it's like, what did I, why are you dragging me into this? Yeah. Why are you dragging, like, what did I it's do? And me, myself, I'm giving Martinez stick over his height, but <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he's going to be like, he's like, when have you ever seen anyone find that do anything decent <laughs> in this world? <laughs> um, I think he's going to be a really good signing for us, though, because I think one, um, obviously Ten Hag has his way of playing and um, the defence were chaotic last season. Mm. On the so to have somebody who can come in right away um, and understand the way Ten Hag wants to play and build out from the back, I think um, is is a massive factor and 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 why we've gone out for um, Martinez other than I think Pau Torres was, was the other guy we had on our scouting list. Lord knows why. But also so I think the uh, left-sided centre-back who's left-footed um, is quite a rare thing in football. Like You don't get too many of them that are that talented. And for someone with his passing range, um, looks like it'll, it'll be really good for us in terms of opening up passing angles. Um, but then also what it does is, so if that side's secure for him, it also, I think, puts Maguire under a bit more pressure. Like last season, um, even though he was captain, um, to a large extent, there's not too many people who can play that left centre-back role. Whereas now, if he's going to play right centre-back, he's definitely competing with um, with Varane. He's definitely competing with um, Lindelof. And, and you still have Bailly in there as well. So there's only a certain level below which his performances can drop before he will be, he'll be dropped. So he will have to play better. And I think, I'd like to hope that him playing on his stronger side... W- also open up better passing angles for him. Um, so I'd hope that it will come with an improved performance from um, from Maguire as well. So I think it'll be a good signing, to be honest. The height thing, everyone has their deficiencies. So, um, mm. yeah, I think with this one, we can, we can accept the risk. Yeah, it's so interesting. Uh, maybe not interesting is not the word, but when we were talking about um, where he's going to play, and I think myself and Seb both said, got a little outside feeling that he might play midfield. And you're like, nope, centre-back defo. Um, I think we had a conversation about Timber as well when we were still linked. Um, I've realised with you, it's just Occam's razor. Whatever's the most simple and obvious answer is what you're going to go with. Never any kind of like nuance, you know? You, you pour that creativity into your into your dreads. Um yeah. Cool. Um, Ten Hag just—he stri- strikes me as—he <laughs> just strikes me as really deliberate in it. So I just—I yeah. couldn't see why he would go against sign a centre back uh, and then play him DM or sign a centre back and play him right back. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Just on, just on, just on yeah. uh, the, the the signing as well, though. I know you guys have spoken about sort of the technical aspects and the tactical, but like I think just importantly, he seems like someone that's like very passionate. and like doesn't take a lot of shit and I feel like anytime things have gone wrong for United on the pitch in the last year and a half everyone's heads are down and it's a load of like sulking so-and-sos and big time Charlies whereas I feel like he's got some actual character to himself if we're losing 2-0 it's not fucking the game's not done and I, I know it sounds yeah. like a bit of a passion merchant comment to make but I think that's an important facet of football where things aren't always going to go your way and he seems like someone that will like really really change that sort of mentality so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well yeah, you're right. He seems like um he seems like he's a he's a fighter, which we have a squad McTominay is a bit of a fighter, uh, you know. Wait, I, don't I, don't as well, but I don't care about fighters who are no, shit. Wait, look, I'm not even landed. I'm not even landed. I'm not even landed. I was gonna say those man 
those men aren't good footballing players. So it's kind of like all the bark, um, no bite. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with Martinez, judging from what we've seen from him in the in the comps and, and what he'd done at Ajax, it looks like he'll be a fighter, but also he'll back it up with some good footballing ability. And I think that that's like leadership material in itself. So I think that is a, yeah. a, a real missing facet. Agreed. And to me, that fighting thing is not really about the tough talk and the kicking people and stuff. It's, oh, no, I mean, no, of course. it's about having that courage on the pitch. So it's in a bad situation, will you demand the ball? In a tough situation, will you take the ball and make things happen? And yeah, um, for all his faults, that was something that Pogba never shied away from. Um, but working our way further backwards, the signing before Martinez was a certain Christian Eriksen. This one has been linked for a few weeks. See, apparently he was making a choice between ourselves and Brentford and obviously had to have a medical and whatnot. Um, but he's come in, a, a previous Ajax player as well. Ten Hag sounds really happy about that. Um, I think before he came in, a lot of us thought he'd operate deeper, but it sounds like Ten Hag's idea is for him to play a bit further forward, which potentially makes him a uh, different option to a certain Bruno Fernandes. Um, what he, are your he, he's the total opposite of Bruno, man, which is like <laughs> so interesting. Because it's like you've got Bruno, risk, 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 risk. Whereas uh, Ericsson seems a bit more of a craftsman and a bit more, a bit more like, you know, uh, what word am I looking for? He just seems a bit more, has an understanding of how to play football on a basic level, whereas Bruno has a lot of gung-ho and a lot of risk. So that that's going to be interesting, man. Really, really interesting, man. Yeah. Um, he obviously knows Ten Hag's system a little bit. I think when he was working his way back into fitness, he went and he trained with them. Um, with Ajax that is so um, it'll be interesting obviously he's a free transfer so no risk and all, all reward really and again it kind of just increases that technical level of the squad isn't it we've spoken um, so often about that lack of technique within the squad so it's great to see that happening um, obviously Malaysia we've already we've already spoken about I think the last pod we'd already signed him um, I'm not going to speak too much about Frankie de Jong apart from touching on the comments that Ten Hag made about him, because I think a lot of us saw him potentially playing a little bit further forward, but Ten Hag then spoke and it was... I, very... no, I, I saw him playing as a double pivot, as a six. Did you? Yeah, well, I think the further forward aspect is where he's playing at Barca and that's what's not going well for him, right? He, where, where, the, deeper, like, the deeper role... Yeah, which, I think you all um, said that, right? Yeah, I think the, deep, the deeper role, um, the six, um, and being the deepest man is where he thrived in, in in Ajax. So, yeah, I don't think... I think that's, like, right for, like, Ten Hag to, you know, talk about that specific role. I know, obviously, he wasn't really drawn into that conversation, but he spoke mm. about that that comfortability of that number six having and that he, there's not many people that, that can do that. And that's very, very true. There's not many people that can be press resistant, that can do all the things that you need to do from a, from a number six um, yeah. And it's like you know what what why I, I I'm really really on Ten Hag getting uh, De Jong is is because bro like if I'm if I'm a fucking um, orchestrator or whatever and I'm doing my symphony bro and I ain't got my fucking left guitar it's not gonna sound right bro or whatever the piano it's not gonna sound right right I need all of my instruments together and I want to create my thing right. Mm. I don't want any other. I want to create my symphony. I want to create my song. And if this cat, this per, this this little piece is a is a key piece to that, there's no point in saying why don't you get this player? Why do you not? Why, no, this player is the key piece. 
you know, there might be other players I can kind of subsidize, but this is my core piece. This is the conductor. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So yeah, for me, I'm all in. I'm all trying to get this this thing done. And obviously, I just see a report that Man United are not even able to pay the 17 million, even if we wanted to, because of uh, tax and legal reasons. Yeah. So can't pay Frankie De Jong's 17 million pound, uh, 17 million euro wages. So it's literally Barca. Like if, but like, yeah, literally, Barca have to pay it. Simple as that. Boy, yeah, I think apparently he has a loyalty bonus that kicks in as well. So, yeah, we, you're getting the, the press report saying he wants to say he does not want to leave. Um, I've actually, I don't really take them seriously, to be honest with you. I think it's what you're, you you do when you're trying to um psych out if psych is a word, but you're trying to basically um make Barca think that you I'll, I'll sit in, I'll, I want my money. So. I've always maintained that we don't pursue him this long. We don't spend this much time on this transfer if we don't already have assurances that if a bid is accepted, the player will come. And that's the easiest conversation to have for Ten Hag, who's worked with him before, who have access to be able to just be like, this is what I'm trying to build. I want you here. You're going to be a key player. You're going to be a mainstay in my team. Um, There's no way he'd have us chasing down a player who he knows doesn't want to come here. It doesn't make any sense. So, Obviously, it's funny to, to post, oh, um, De Jong doesn't want to come, doesn't want to move. It's, I think there's a reason why this is coming from all um, Barcelona-based journalists. Um, we've seen how far that club has fallen but off. Look at what they say, though. Like, look at what they say. Like, they say De Jong wants to stay out of Barcelona. They're not saying why. Right? They say, they're because he wants his money. He wants his fucking money. They're literally just like, <laughs> what, De Jong wants to stay. Yeah, of course. I want my fucking money, bro. Oh, yeah, it's about seventeen million, boy. It's not. It's not. It's not shit, it's... All the shit that's old to me. And, <laughs> Facts. Uh, and as you said, just going on uh, the Ten Hag thing and the assurances thing, hundred percent. Frankie De Jong wants to come. Like I know that for a fact. Like he hundred percent wants to come. It's just the money. Mm-hmm. If the money thing can get sorted, De Jong will be in a Man United shirt like tomorrow. Like, and it's literally seventeen million, and that, mm. that's all it's going to come down to, really. Like, yeah. if not, not pay the seventeen million, he stays. Um, yeah. you know, if they do, he comes. Right, imagine seeing your club buying player after player, and then you see his comment. they're splashing cash. Bro. Do you see his comment yesterday? Now, what do you say? It's something like, Oh, this is not good the way I've been treated, or something like that. He said on Instagram, I thought he liked somebody saying that. I mm, think he okay. liked somebody making the comment, he didn't say it himself. I think he's oh, trying, okay, he's trying right, to play the politics right. game a bit. Yeah, um, right. I just to read Ten Hag's comments about. Frankie De Jong. <laughs> We're looking for a player who can play in the holding midfield position, but it has to be the right one. There are not many in that position capable of the level we demand. When we can't find him, we have to deal with the players in our squad now, and we will develop one in that position. I will not react on a certain player. We need the right player. We have a list, and we qualify as a player who has the competency to play that role. We will strike the moment the player is available. So, all, you know, very specific word in there again from Ten Hag. I think it was you guys who mentioned that he's not like one of these guys in the press conferences who try to like wrap the press around his fingers, run banner with them. Very matter of fact um, in regards to how he deals with the press. And yeah, it's it's, it's really showing. So, I think this saga is going to go right down to the wire, people. Um, and I think Ten Hag is happy to wait for, for Frankie, who he sees as a key, key player. Um, we had an interesting link to their player. I actually hadn't watched any of them. And before the pod, I watched a 10-minute uh, comp, and I'm all in now. Um, Jonathan Klaas of Lens, um, 
right wing back last season. Um, some people have used that to suggest we may be going with a back three at times, a three four three, three five two. Um, but I think the logic will probably be more to come in and play right back. We know the options are Dallow and Wambasaka. Um, the fee that's been floated around is seven million. Guys, he can carry the ball, he can pass, he can create, he can move the ball up the pitch. Tenacious as well. Um, I like the look of this. This would be a really left field, not obvious signing. And it's the sort of, he's 29, which I'm fine with, which is the sort of signings that you want to see your team making. So fingers crossed that it happens because seven million is chump change to us. Honestly, it's nothing money. That and the uh, Malaysia signing, those are both key signings where I'm like, okay, this is why I wanted the hipster manager. Because mm. like certain man that you might not really certain have profiles, yeah. yeah, profiles. It's just like, do you fit the profile of what I'm trying to do, regardless of the name, regardless of what team you're coming from? You're just you, you fit a certain profile. Can we improve you? Yep, cool. That's it. Come true. And then they they also they, what's also good is that they're not all big money signings, right? He's looking for cheaper signings, you know. That's just like twelve million euros or eighty. Mm. I can't remember. And then this you is like seven million, right? I think that makes sense. And like you, like you, Dan, I, I obviously went to go look at some clips, and he he can cross the ball. He's got a great delivery, and as mm. you see, carry the ball looks like quite nippy. And yeah, man, it, competition for places. I think that's super exactly. important, man. Like yeah. have squad having having that squad depth, especially. And he, he keep, Ten Hag keeps speaking about. Uh, the uh, the uh, the World Cup, right? So having that squad depth, um, you know, during that time and after that time when players are fatigued, uh, are going to be really, it's going to be real crucial. Trust me, it's going to be people. Uh, we think we said it on the main pod yesterday. At least one club is going to co- co- come dusted after the World Cup due right. to a couple of due to a couple of injuries. So yeah, hopefully it's not us fingers crossed in that regard. Because we know going into World Cup, always one or two major players get injured and end up missing the tournament. So yeah, we could we could definitely see that happening, I think. Um and this is my thing about these coaches who are or man, coaches who actually also lead the training sessions and are quite involved in a technical manner because they know when they're going through these exercises, and we saw it in the exercise he did the other week where he was shouting at Bruno. Um, they know exactly what they're looking for with players in regards to the actions that they're taking out. Um, so because they know what they're looking for, they can watch a game and see a player who has what they're looking for and doesn't have what they're looking for, right? And they know it doesn't have to be the £50 million guy at Real Madrid or AC Milan or wherever. And it can be a £7 million signing from Len. So... Um, yeah, I hope I hope he comes in and again just improves that quality within the squad. Um, fingers crossed that the links are the links are legit, man. So, guys, I was saying earlier, um, I'm looking forward to the season. We've got a lot going on. We've got uh, the rebirth of certain players we've had poor seasons. We're bringing in more players, different players. The team looks like it's got a way that it's trying to implement and play. We've got a few young G's who are coming up who are. Interesting. We know we love a young G or two who we can kind of pin the hopes of the future on. So um, it's interesting times, man. I think this season coming up is going to be um, a classic, to be honest with you. You've got a bunch of clubs really going for it. Um, and it looks like we want to be right in the mixer. So add Klaus, add Frankie De Jong, potentially those two players. Um, and maybe we get another attacking player and then we're in business, boys. We're in business. Um but let's finish up with some listeners' questions, as we usually do. Uh, the first question is from Tyrell 
one up. Shout out Tyrell. He plays for the Mugga five-a-side team. It looks like Martinez is going to play centre-back. Are you guys comfortable with that? Also, who will be his partner in defence? Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. Um, I think football... Uh, I, I don't... I think people kind of overestimate how many long balls we see in the Premier Don't get me wrong, it is quite a direct and fast game, but I don't think it is as as direct as it was 10, 20 years ago. Um, there might be situations like set pieces, which could be somewhat of an issue. Um, but I think, generally speaking, he's going to enhance our, our ball pain uh, potential. He's going to give us balance as a left-sided centre-half with a left foot. Um, mm. And obviously, the skill sets we mentioned before and his actual personal attributes, I think he'll be fine. I think... I think if we're smart, we manage Varane's minutes. I don't think... Wow. Is that where we are, yeah? I think we've seen enough proof in in his time as just as a footballer where he's injury prone. So I Mm. I don't think we can afford to play him every single game. Um, So I feel as though, at least for now, Maguire might not be in first choice with him, but Varane is... Varane, you can't... I don't know. This is a tough one. It'll be interesting anyway, at least. It'll be very interesting to see how... He's 29. He's on 350k a week, bro. He can't play every... He's got to play play every fucking minute, man. It's just that injury record, bro. Do you know where I'm coming from? Uh, We've signed the dud, yeah? Another French dud. Fuck. Florentino Perez got all the juice out of him, then he flung him at us, man. We paid a big... We paid a big fee for a player with a year left on his contract, 40 mil... And he's on 350k. He's on 350k until I think 2026. Champions League for run, boy. Yeah, let's see, man. Um, I, I, I still think I think Maguire will be found out at some point. When I say found out, I just feel as though his time may come to an end soon. But um, he's club captain for now, so he'll probably end up starting the season. And you don't spend 60 odd million on a left side centre half for no reason. So, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, f- fair enough. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. Um, next one is from ZS underscore London, regular listener. Shout out ZS. With this Frankie De Jong, with this Frankie De Long saga continuing to anger me, who is the best alternative we could realistically get? I'm saying Ruben Neves. But they're different players, but like that that obviously a bit of coaching has to come into there. But yeah, I'm saying Ruben Neves. Yeah, that was your that was your guy, yeah. It's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about ten, uh, ten. Frankie De Jong as the deepest midfielder in the PMP Prem, man. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, his skill set is very unique. So I think um, where Ten Hag said we'd look internally, do you know who I think he try and use to replace him? Fred. <laughs> yeah, I think Fred's um, mobility... Uh, his ability to press and win the ball back as well, as well as being kind of decent and able to find the odd path through the lines, um, make him an interesting prospect if you can kind of mould him a bit more. He, you can see he's kind of has moments in these first two games. I watched the first half of the first game, um, but then he also has the moments that you mentioned on the main pod, Seb, where he's still Fred, man. Um, next one is from Alan Salon Esquire. Will Ten Hizzy use the leverage he now has over an unwanted CR7 to keep him out of the team, or is that too much to ask? And why did CR7 go public when no one wanted him? Um, I think he has to keep him out of the team, as I said earlier on in the pod, just mm. based on merit. And, beca- and like, if you want 
uh, a good like team ethos and team spirit, it's not good to kind of, you know, nobody's above the team. Yeah, you, you shouldn't really do that. So that's going to be an interesting saga. Um, and you know, going public, I mean. I guess like George Mendes can't visit every club in the world, so I'm sure George Mendes, <laughs> like yeah, two or three clubs. Uh, th- those, you know, the Chelsea thing was probably in the in the um, in the balance because the 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 new man, um, the new owner wanted him. Um, Tuchel, I, I guess Tuchel probably hadn't given a yes or no at that time, so they probably wanted to go public to force United's hands to sell him to Chelsea. It then turns out that Tuchel doesn't want him, and various other clubs, including Bayern, don't want him, and he's already, you know, shown his hand. Now many clubs don't want, well, all of the top clubs are looking at, you know, financially and looking at, like, what you bring to the team and they don't want you. I think he's in a bit of a fuck position, where right? It's like the weirdest position I've ever seen a player being in, because you're 37 however you still in your head believe that you're probably 29 so you still feel like he's insane bro bro he in his head he feels like he should be playing at the very very top level and everybody in the world is saying no no so what do you do now facts man you're absolutely fucking insane brother and you cost a king's ransom in wages each week man man's out top level till i'm 40 bro Bro, please allow me, man. Okay. Allow me. Why did we bring... Well, to be fair, he saved us from having an even more catastrophic season last year, but it hasn't... It's not worth distress, man. It's not It's not worth distress because 6th or 10th last season, both would have been bloody dusted, man. It's not like any of us are particularly happy to be in the Europa League. If anything, we see it as a competition that we can give our younger players a bit of, of, of minutes, you know? Um so it's been a lot of stress keeping this this guy uh, around and keeping him happy. Um, Ragbanistan, assuming we get all our main targets in, how would you want us to line up to start the season? Talking formation and personnel. Good so, course. firstly, what formation would you guys want us to go with? Um, should we should we do like a, a joint one so so we all agree? Yeah, on? yeah. Four three three for me. Same. Because I think it's it's quite a fluid formation that become a it can become a four two three one it can become a four five one, um, and all the four, four formations are quite fluid anyway. But I agree, mm. three for me. Cool. Um, who would be your starting back line then? Uh, based on that compass, or Jonathan Klaus goes right in, man. Based on that compass, or he's starting. He's our starting right back. If all the people that we're supposedly linked linked to come in, um, I'd go with Iran, um, Martinez. And sure, I was just about to say that I'm going sure just now mm. because I think Malaysia has a, some adjusting to do. Agreed. I think he, I think he's still a bit raw. Mm. Um, he'll get there, right? I, I see. Yeah. So yeah, like I'd go sure to start. Yeah, with the idea in my mind that as the season goes on, he probably replaces him. And I guess the reason I'm smiling, sir, is we're two of the more vocal Luke Chaw detractors. Exactly. Um, in, in the business, to be honest with you, yeah. if you ever were on on um on um the Discord, you would have known even when he was playing well, we weren't having it. Facts. We weren't having it because the period where he's played well in comparison to the poor periods, it, it's it's like a mountain to a molehill. Um oh, so yeah, that would be my back four. So obviously you guys have got Frankie as your deepest midfielder. Who what two midfielders are you playing with him? Mm. Fred and Bruno, I think. Fuck. I'm going. I'm Fred going, and Ericsson. I'm going. Zidane. Oh, 
I forgot about Ericsson. Shit. The guy Zidane and Ericsson. Why are you laughing when you're saying Zidane, bro? Come on, man. You're not going to Dan. Come on, man. Ian Erickson, bro. I have an issue, though. I feel like we're ignoring the need for some athleticism in there, man. We need we need legs. Prop- I know we, Zidane can move. I'm not acting like he's a slouch, but I feel like we need some athleticism in there, man. That's feel, Fred, bro. I, I think that's Fred. That's what I'm saying. Fred's getting in. I'm telling you, lot. All right, cool. Fred and Erickson. Yeah, I know you, you like Ericsson, don't you, Seb? Yeah, I'm a big fan. It's a good player. Yeah, yeah. It's a good player. And then front three. We know the front three, man. We know the front three. My brother, AM. You get me? Come on. Jaden Sanchez in the building. And my boy, Rush. Let's go. See who. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me, too. Yeah, that's that's me. I can't believe in 2022, I'm still pinning hopes on Anthony Marshall, man. This is this is insane. This is absolutely this is absolutely. Would you rather pin your hopes on CR? No, I wouldn't. That's the problem. That's Let's where go. this club has me. We're That's stuck. where this club has me, bro. But we're linked with potentially like Ivan Tony, is what I'm saying. I'm seeing. Are you having that? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely, definitely not. Take it all the way old school, man. Lock it long to the big man. Please do not fucking kill me, man. I want Skamako. Uh, he's a good striker, man. He's nice. a good striker for the patron did with Elijah and um, Elijah and Stevie when mm. we were looking at strikers. We looked at Darwin Nunes, wasn't having him mm. at all. Still not. Um, Skamaka looked really good, man. I think he's 25, 26 now. Yeah, he's um, a West Ham or West Ham interested, isn't they? They're looking, it's him or Broja, and it's looking but like it seems like, oh, yeah, pretty... it seems like Broja's the one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broja's the one, and PSG have gone for Etikite or KTK, however you say yeah. it. Um, so. I don't know what's going to happen with Skamaka. I could, wouldn't be surprised if a um, Juventus or AC Milan or one of them boys grabbed him. But he's mobile. He can shoot. Obviously, he's got physical presence with him being 6'5". It'd be interesting. And we know that Ten Hard loves us target man type striker as well. So I'm actually surprised that we're not at least fishing around, you know? Um, it does look like we do want another attacker. And I think... Um, Ajax has priced himself out of Anthony, so I'm looking to see where he goes now. Well, he's, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for a centre forward rather than uh, the the right winger I did want. Um, I'm actually very, very interested to see what position in in the attack he actually adds to. I I want it to be centre forward, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, like before. Um, earlier today, I was up for Memphis, but when I see the way Henri parred him off, no, yeah. I'm not bringing that to my club. The foot, bro. Bro, hard him off, bro. I don't know you, fam. I'm trying to to bread me, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I know Rio kind of got that mentality as well. He would be like, Why are you trying to bread me to an ex man as well, man? He said, Ori's the type of guy, bro. You need to go do some more strap. You go to go, you need to go do some more work, but get some more straps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you track, oh, what almost top score for Netherlands all time, not enough, man. No, no, can you no. do Memphis? Can you do one touch? Maybe one touch, you know, and then you go. So, yeah, uh, Memphis Depay obviously can play across the front line. He had that horrible time here where he put on too much mass, in my opinion, lost his agility and explosiveness. Um, yeah, completely went down the hole. And LVG who brought him in was more than happy to see the back of him, to be honest with you. Um, next question is, um, I love Magnums. Where are you expecting Ericsson to play? 
eight or ten, and who does he replace? I think we've discussed that he's a natural um, rival to Bruno, and eight is where we'd expect him to play. Um, next one is Keemzy 868 Assuming we sign the players we are linked with, Frankie De Jong, Klaus, he mentioned Anthony, but I also saw the report you saw, Seb, um, so I won't include Anthony. How would you rate our window out of 10? For me, it can't be higher than six if we don't sign a DM. Yeah. I think, well, Frankie I think, would be considered a DM, so... Yeah, I, I think, and- yeah, I, I'm having... I'm, if Frankie's going to be our deepest player, and um, we're going to um, move with uh, a, another box-to-box six, then for me, it would be more so like a, a seven or an eight. Mm. How about you guys? Um, if Frankie is in, it's a seven. If maybe even a seven and a half, just based on like principle principles of ten alongside the profile he's looking for. If it's not, it's maybe like a low six. Um, I think with Frankie as a DM, I I have a feeling if he has Frankie as a DM, it's not it's not necessarily like a solo pivot role. It would be with like a Fred or or someone like that alongside as a ball winner. So that would then would you see it's like a midfield three, but then two and one rather than one and two. Yeah, mm. so then it's a balance of skill sets. You've got someone like mm. Frankie who can dribble with the ball, can penetrate through his passing and dribbling, and then someone yeah. like a Fred who can help win the ball back and sort of ha- harass and chase around. So it's, yeah, let's let's see. Yeah, let's see. cool. Next question is from Chip. Chip was here. Um, which United team of the past would be best suited to the Prem era that we're in now? Oh six, oh nine, man. Oh six, yeah. Oh six, oh nine, yeah. Two, yeah, basically. Yeah, that. Really I think specifically, are... specifically that second year team. So the oh seven, oh seven, oh eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was the best team we had. Rooney, Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez will be causing havoc right now. Mm, Absolutely mm. havoc. Nah, man. Those were the days when we were king. Bro, yeah. we had a man like Lewis Nanny, just like there as an option, squad option. You had Anderson, squad option. You had uh, Scolzi. Right. Oh, take me back, take me back. Yeah, no, f- absolute facts. We had Nanny, we had Anderson as well. Um, Wes Brown took it all the way back and he had a couple of really good seasons at right back. He had Carrick, he had Scholes in him, not quite, not into his last, last days. Um, he had Scholes, who was, I think, still in his early 30s. Um, we had Rio, you had Vidic, you had Evra, you had Fergie. Oh man, you had Ronaldo, just d- demon Ronaldo. Ah oh, man, yeah, that team was good and it had depth. Yeah, fam, just let's, look, let's just take it as a basic. Yeah, this league let this Ronaldo come six and score 18 goals. Yeah. Yeah, that Ronaldo would have done a, would have done a madness. Yeah, Rooney, remember that Rooney, Rooney as well. Rooney 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 Rooney. Rooney. That's what I'm saying. So look at Rooney as well. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that that team, and I would love to have seen that team go against. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see that team go against um, Manchester City and Liverpool, man. That would have been that would have been so sick to watch, man. Yeah, Van der Sar, Gary Neville, Evra. Old Neville, though, he didn't actually play. Evra, Hargreaves, Rio, Wes Brown, Cristiano Ronaldo, Anderson, Saha, Rooney, Parchi Song, Gabriel Hines, Nemanja Vidic, Carrick, Nani, Scholes, PK barely played. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer didn't play. Yeah, Johnny Evans didn't play. Come on, man. Johnny Evans didn't play. Um, 
John O'Shea, um, Darren Fletcher, Sylvester got some minutes, Tevez. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, this was these were the days for real, for real. I love to see that team in the, the in the Premier League when they had the mix of PMP technique, leaders, match winners, um, technical quality, physically dominant. Yeah, that was a proper, proper team. Um, and final question is from Bank of You Smith. If the league started today, where do you predict we will finish? If the league started today, I mm. think we should finish fifth. Yeah? Yeah, I think fifth, man. I think we haven't done enough and the team hasn't been um, with Ten Hag long, long enough. Mm. So who would you have above us right now? I'd have Spurs, Chelsea... Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, City, City. and then um, us four, yeah, and then yeah, us fifth, yeah, not yeah. not not bad. This like I was saying to you yesterday, this season's gonna be. A I think it's gonna be all time, man. It's the, the, it's so peak. I don't know. Like I generally because I I I, I Spurs are my favorites. If they get if they, uh, if they back James Madison. They're my favorite. If they get Madison, by James Madison, they gotta be title contenders, man. So, like Spurs are my favorites, which is I haven't said that in God knows how long. What, um, for the league, yeah, for the league. If they, uh, if they grab James Madison, if they, he said. If, they, if they grab Madison, they're they're my favorites because I think they all have like an equal eleven to everybody else, um, positional wise. Um, I think they have a, a a manager as good as everybody else. Um. And yeah, it'll literally be open, man. Liverpool's slightly weakened. There's the unknown of Haaland and Alvarez in this league. We don't know what they're going to produce. It's unknown. Of course, they're top players respectively in their own league, but this league is yeah. totally different. You know, it's totally different. So we, it's the unknown of that. Um, yeah, Nunes unknown. Um, no money. The clutch gene that's unknown. Chelsea kind of going through a rebuild. Lukaku gone. They still they're still looking for that that big central striker signing, which is a big thing for them. Spurs have made so many additions in key places. Um, you know, like uh, you know, right for Conte's team. Um, I think that they're right in the mix, man. They're quite equal to to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, guys, listeners who come on to Muga to hear us. Be gutted. You won't get none of that this season, to be honest with you, because I think I've always maintained as long as I enjoy watching my team play, I can see what we're trying to do and I can get behind that, then I can enjoy watching my team. It's watching 11 players run around with like a headless chicken and have a manager either bullshit you at the post game or spend the post game dating the obvious that was absolutely doing my head in. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team grows and develops. Um, Gaz. Seb, that's, that's always a, a pleasure, lads. Um, I say what I say at the end of every pod these days. Hopefully a, a couple more signings um, tied up by the time we meet up again next Monday. Yeah, but that would be sick, man. A couple more signings and then some clear um, some clear instruction, well, indication on what youth players are going to be you mm. know, in this team. So that we might end up with five new signings and three mm. new youth players in the team. That's and some outgoings as well, man. Let's make some money. Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. Nice one, boys. Peace. Peace nice out. one. Sweet. Rashford. He's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford. 
takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.